Well, today on Nation a Window Cleaners Podcast, we're talking all about starting a window cleaning company. And of course, I have the most famous YouTube sensation out there, uh, Mike V. So if you haven't started a company, you're trying to start, or you just want to see if you've done it right, this is a good episode. So stay tuned to WCR Nation. What's up, everybody? Jersey here from windowcleaner.com, and you are here. What's up? Hey, I got an awesome, awesome episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about starting a company. Now, this is like I'm new. I think I want to get into it. I'm going from side hustle to the company, and I got a really, really awesome guest today. Um, if you don't know who it is, it is Mr. Mike, and everybody knows you as Mike V., but uh, I, I have to say Mike V because that's like your that's like your persona, you know. Yes, that is, and it's my name. It's it's a wild, wild thing. Thank yeah, you for having right. me on, man. Appreciate it. Uh, little uh, known fact: Jersey is not my name. Are you serious? <laughs> I thought you like not my real name. No, no. I thought you were like Madonna. I know, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, but if anybody doesn't know who you are, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. What do you do? All that stuff. Yeah, man. So I am a small business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I uh, dabble in uh, multiple things. I have owned an I've owned a pressure washing business uh, for the last 21 years. Uh, we've also had a landscape maintenance business for many, many years. I sold that about two and a half years ago, which was one of the greatest things of all time. So I was happy to be done with that, but um, have kept the wash business. And uh, you know, with the pressure washing, we do all kinds of things, house washing, roof washing. We also do uh, window cleaning, mostly water fed uh, on the outside. We do get into the inside on occasion, but that's not something that we really specialize in. We leave that to Mostly uh, guys like uh, who you know are your audience and and are, are using the WCR to get all of their great stuff. But um, I also have uh, just recently developed a uh, software program called Quote IQ, which is it's a CRM for the home service industry. Myself and Justin Rogers, who is a fellow YouTuber, if you will, from a, a channel called Forever Self Employed, uh, we decided that there was a need for something that was built by. Uh, folks in the industry, in the home service industry, uh, for people in the home service industry, because one of the biggest questions that I always got was, uh, what CRM do you use? And I'm sure that you get that all the time too. Yeah. And uh, so with, with that being said, I, was, I didn't have an answer because I was using like three different platforms, four different platforms to do everything that I needed to do to essentially streamline the business. But it wasn't as streamlined as I wanted it to be. So we developed Quote IQ for like the past two years. We've been developing it. We rolled it out in October. It's you know doing great. It's still in its infancy, but uh, we're really excited about it. Lots of cool features that maybe we'll talk about later. But yeah, so, and I've got a YouTube channel as well so yeah, a little little youtube channel that's yeah. a side note but yeah. right uh by the way if anybody didn't see the video yet um now you've been a customer of ours forever we've known each other for a long long time but um we ended up having this dude scamming <laughs> us trying to like get free stuff pretending to be you and that like brought it all back up again and you did a video on it it was it was as actually one of my favorite industry videos I've ever seen where you just like call them live on. Um, oh, that, that was wild, right? The kid called and was posing as me to get free stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, fortunately you guys are, are, you know, aware enough of the world that you're like, yeah, this is not him. And so I got a phone call. Yeah. Very fun. That's so good because when you called him back, you were, he literally was on the phone with you forever and you were just 
yelling at him and he was like this young guy who was like trying to scam but right anyway, great stuff if you haven't checked out the youtube channel uh it's phenomenal uh we'll get into kind of everything else too on it but um but yeah super super awesome to have you here thanks man. and um in in business for you i know that you have a, a ton of content out there and i really do like too that you saw a um I don't want to say lack, but just something that was missing kind of in everything. And that's why you came up with quote ID like that was uh, or quote IQ that 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 to me is how the industry works. Right. Like somebody goes, hey, this thing isn't here. I'm going to make it. And it's it's phenomenal. People ask about software all the time. And, you know, it's just a, a side of the industry is just not being really helped. So, right. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about a few things. We're, we're getting into business. Somebody's listening. Somebody's watching. They're getting into business. They're in their first years, things like that. Why in your head or why in your opinion do you think that you should start a business over a working nine to five? I, I love this part of the whole process because an entrepreneur gets it. Somebody who's new in business goes, well, it's like this. I'm going to start a pressure washing company. I'm going to start a window cleaning company. It goes, oh, that's great. What's your backup plan? There's always a backup plan, right? Because people don't understand starting a business and entrepreneurial kind of, you know, that side of it, the security and things. But for you, why would you want to start a business over working for somebody else? Well, I think, I think, you know, we, we hear all those, those keywords and catchphrases like a uh, time freedom, financial freedom. And while those are both very, very important things and probably two of the largest factors that push anybody into doing their own thing, I think more than anything, at least for myself is, and, and I've, I'm, I'm not a young guy, right? I'm, 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 I'm up there and I've been doing a lot of things for a lot of years. Uh, and f- you know, I graduated from college. I did what you do. You go and you get a job. I was a sales guy. I did that for many, many years. Um, and so I was tired of always making money for somebody else, right? I made good money, right? I made a great, I mean, I had a great salary commissions, you know, uh, bonuses, uh, vehicles, insurance, like great deal. But I'm also pretty aware of, you know, my numbers, what I was contributing, what I was bringing to the table. And then what I was getting paid. And, you know, as, as somebody that's been around for a while, it's, you've got perspective. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're making a couple hundred grand, uh, as, as on a salary for somebody else, and you're making them millions upon millions and millions of dollars every single year, there's a little bit of inequity, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the perception that I have as to why I started doing what I was doing. I was, I was tired of making everybody else money, right? Um, however, as a business owner, after you've been in a while and you have employees, you're on the reverse side of that. Right, and right. you're like, oh my goodness, okay, I get it now, right? Like I'm the guy that has all the overhead. I'm the guy that's paying for insurance. I'm the guy that's paying for the vehicles and, and customer acquisition and, and everything that it takes to run a successful business. And you are my employee and you will be paid X amount to do your job. You are not the owner. And so like yeah. you, you've got this dual perspective of, of what exactly, um, you know, it, you know, what's, what's the driving factor? Well, for me, it was money. Money's the motivator. And, uh, and that's why I started doing what I've been doing. But I've always done things um, on the side. E- even when I had a full-time job, I was, you know, I was 
tinkering in various things. I had a clothing line for like oh, wow. motorcycle apparel. And um, I, I, I actually had one of the first online motorcycle retail establishments. This was like, it was called Maverick Customs, maverickcustoms.com and my MAV are my initials, Mav. So yeah. I was like, oh, Maverick, that sounds cool. But I was, I was always into Harleys and, and, and motorcycles and, and I was buying all of my parts from this little local Harley shop and it was nasty. It was just old and grimy and dusty. Like he had walls of parts. And this was back, this is before like Amazon. This is, this is many, many, many years ago. Like eBay was just barely a thing. Okay. That's how long ago this was. And I saw all this inventory and I was like, what do you, does, do you sell this? He's like, Oh no, we, we, it's just on the wall. And it like legit, you could run your finger and it's just dusty. And I was like, you know what, man? I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I said, I've got a digital camera, like this big digital camera. And I said, I want to come and I want to take pictures of all this stuff. I want to put it on eBay and I want to sell it for you. And he's like, why would you want to do that? Because I said, I want to buy everything at cost from you. And he's like, okay. And so I just, I dusted everything off. I went and took pictures, uploaded everything. He shipped everything out. And uh, this was like drop shipping, like way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, flipped his entire inventory, right? And he was able to bring in new stuff that was actually going to sell. And, and it was a great symbiotic relationship. But then I saw what potential there was for A, being able to buy wholesale or at cost and B, being able to use the internet to sell. Right. And so that's when I was like, I'm going to start my own website. And so I started Maverick Customs and I started listing um, you know, my own stuff that I was buying from him at cost and making all the profits. So it, always doing something. And I, I think that the entrepreneurial spirit, it, it's inside of you. And there are people that are meant to work for somebody else. There are people that are meant to uh, go out on their own. And then there are people that are going to go out on their own and then rise above everybody else because there's something in them. And so- right. You know, those are the people that I try to make content for. Those are the people like, you know, we've got an entire library of training courses and and resources, marketing resources, business resources that we sell. And I am unapologetic about selling anything, right? I am a salesman. That's what we all do. If you're watching this, you're selling something, whether it's a service, whether it's window cleaning, whether it's pressure washing, whatever the case, you're, 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 you're selling something. So don't get angry when I'm going to, you know, profit off of my knowledge and my experience. Right, right, but, right. But those are the people, the people that are looking not to just get out there and, and wash some windows or pressure wash a house, right? Like, I don't mean to discount what we do because it's what we do, yeah. but anybody can do that. It's right. the people that are able to figure out the back end and figure out, you know, the plan moving forward uh, to grow and to scale. And it doesn't have to necessarily be in size, but it can, it's definitely in scope. And I, and, and we'll talk about that in a second, I'm sure. But those are the people that I think have, are going to be the most successful are the ones that yeah. are willing to invest in themselves and their business and their future. Yeah. Those are the people too. I mean, even if you own a business, you could have a job like, you know, so there's some people out there who just, they, they wash enough stuff to pay the bills and they have a great job, but they don't have a business. And that, you know, we've always talked about the difference between the two. But yeah, I mean, 100% agree with you there on, on business. Starting a business, people have stocks. Everybody buys stocks. You know, everybody's got some kind of money in the market, which is investing in other people. It's like, man, there's only one way to invest in yourself in that way. And it is to literally be a business owner now. There needs to be employees and there needs to be owners to make the world work. But yeah, there, there's the only way that you can, you know, 
put in and get out what is connected is to have a business. So right. totally exactly. on board with it. If you if you have the hustle and you're able to make yourself actually do the work, that's the big thing. So totally agree there. Yeah. Um yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I mean, there are, there are so many, and, and it's, it's, you know, I, I won't, I don't, maybe I won't even bore you guys with the story, but I, I started the landscape business uh, because I had a guy that was working for me who I thought had such potential. He came from the corporate world, uh, lost his job. Uh, he lived in my neighborhood. His kids went to my kid's school. He needed to pay tuition. He needed to pay his mortgage, all the things that, you know, we need to do. So he's like, Hey, can I come work for you until I find something else? put him to work pressure washing. He was making a good living. I mean, I pay well, he was doing well. And then I was like, I'm wasting this guy's talent. I want to put him in some sort of managerial role. Where can I put him? Well, there's not really anything in the, in my pressure washing business, but what if we start something new? I could utilize the same infrastructure, customer base, lawn care, relatively easy, low cost, so to speak. Uh, you know, if you, if you, anyway, bought a bunch of stuff, uh, marketed it, built the business, put him in charge. And, uh, you know, at five o'clock, that dude would come home, pop his beer and wouldn't think about the business again, right? Eight o'clock, yeah. he'd go get the truck and the trailer, get the guys, you know, do his thing. But there was, there was no effort put in because he's a worker bee and yeah, yeah. worker bees are not managers. Worker bees are not business owners. And so there is there. And, and I think, you have to be self-aware enough to know who you are. And if you are not that guy, then, then don't do this because right. you will fail. You will fail. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing I, th and this is, this is one of the things I say that uh, people always hate, but you know, 90% of businesses fail. It's not because of the market, it's not because of the industry or as we were talking about earlier, like flooding the market with it's none of that. It's the person, Yeah, you know, it's like when a restaurant, closes down and all the cooks get together and buy the business and then the business still fails. It's because they know how to cook. They know my, part of it, but they didn't get anybody into the role of running the business. There's a big right. kind of, I know. just watched a video by Alex Hormozy. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he is, he's a, a very successful entrepreneur, but he, he was talking about that very same thing about having, there's a difference between an operator and uh, you know, and just like what you were saying earlier about having a job or owning a business. And, yeah. you know, I, unfortunately I think a lot of people want to be business owners, but they're not, they, they just have a job. Yeah. Yeah. And that's again, nothing wrong with the owner operator who, you know, they have a strong business, they make great money, they do have that freedom and they do the thing. That's awesome. That's their own thing. Nothing wrong with that. Some people want to go to the other route where they're like, I want to build a business that I can then sell and have a, right. you know, and both ways are right. It just takes different, you know, things. And speaking of the different things, if you're starting a business, say everything, you know, you've started enough of them to kind of know, but say everything's starting, the people that are listening, they're like, okay, they got me. I understand it. I get it. I have that drive. What do I need to start? I mean, because people always talk about the perfect time, which there is none <clears throat> having everything. And well, I gotta, I gotta make sure I have a, you know, website that's SEO'd and ranked first page in Google before I like, what do you need to start a business? Um, balls. <laughs> that's that's it yeah i mean that that is it and, and you're absolutely right i don't know how many times people have said oh i'm i'm, I'm waiting to do this i i'm waiting to do this I, I i've got to get my llc set up before yeah. i no you just you just go right and and yeah. to my own detriment in some scenarios the just go method um you know it, it doesn't always work out but like if you have the drive the initiative and the balls to just go then 
that's that's what's going to lead to success or to failure. And yeah. you'll never know unless you go. And yeah. so that's why I think it's so important is is just is just to start. That's the main thing. A lot of guys, at least, you know, on the pressure washing side of things, they get hung up on equipment. Oh, I need this. I need that. I need that. Okay. Well, yes, you definitely need to be uh, equipped. Uh, do you need to have the best equipment when you start? Absolutely not. Just like with window cleaning or, or anything, a lawn, a lawn care service, you can get by with a weed, you know, a weed whacker and a, and a push mower and, and go. Yeah. But I, I think to answer this question is what do you need in order to be successful? And I think before anything else, I think understanding the market, understanding um, how to price your service, yeah. understanding what your costs are going to be. And these are all things that you can research. Um, and I think that having the right marketing in place, targeting the right customer base for what your goals are, uh, is, is the key. Planning is the key, um, but not over planning. There's what's that saying? Um, uh, what is it? Um, Shoot, I just had a little mini stroke. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember what it is. Um, but it, the, the gist of it is, is if you overplan uh, and overthink, then you're never going to move. So yeah. um, I think that if you just go, but you need to have a plan, uh, those things go, you know, kind of opposing to each other in, in theory. But uh, you have to have somewhat of a game plan because if you don't, then you will fail. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. That, the the SEO or like you said, like if somebody's going to go buy a tandem axle, you know, skid on, uh, you know, they got a thousand gallons of water, they got lights for night work and the awesome. But if you don't have a million dollars to put into a company to start, you can start with a simple pressure washer or in our world, a squeegee and a scrubber. Like yep. you can start with just the gear that gets you working. Now, you're not going to be as fast as you're going to be in year 10. You're not going to be as knowledgeable as you are. Your SEO won't be there. Your advertising won't be on point. Your, your prices probably aren't even going to be as perfect as they will be eventually. But like you said, you have to start. Starting is the, the one thing where people are planning for months and months and months and making $0. Great. Well, you have an idea. You haven't done anything. Right. And running a business, man, I mean, you've done enough of them to understand that even when you understand business, it's still like riding a bike in the sand. Like you kind of know where you're going, but then the market, you're, you're finding your, your avatar and who you're actually going towards. And then that person kind of changes. And then there's people out there who just want to do everything because they think, well, if I do 30 services, you know, one of them's going to hit. And then what ends up happening is they niche out and they find that thing that they're, and you know, you can never plan for that. No. You, you can think of it, but Things change as your business changes, and it's the start. It's you. You gotta start right, and 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 also knowing that you don't know everything. That's yeah. the key. Like I've been doing this a long time, and I'm still constantly learning. I, I like that's one of my my most enjoyable pastimes. Like the people are like, what do you do for a hobby? I was like, I work right? But it's not, it's not physical labor. It's, it's, it's mental, you yeah. know? And, and that's the difference between me and you and other people that have found success. And that that's completely opposite of the guy that I put in charge of the landscape company. He just turned it off. He didn't right. care. Right. Um, in the middle of the night, I'm like, Oh, I just had a brilliant idea. I want to try this and try this and see if that can move the needle in this particular area of my business. And so I think, um, you know, I think, I think it's, yeah, just being being a business owner, it, it's 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 a twenty four hour, seven day a week job. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's the 
uh, vacation or sleeping or weekends or holidays. It's like, yeah, they're all there. It's all on the calendar and you may be in different places, but your brain never, right. never stops. I mean, I, I'm a, a, a sauna guy and I sit in the sauna for 30, 45 minutes in the morning, every morning. And man, I have my phone and I'm just kind of like trying to wake up, but I have my notes app right there because yeah. all of a sudden, as soon as your brain starts firing, you're back to kind of thinking. So yep. you, you never really turn it off, but if that's what somebody has in their head, that's what's going right. to push them forward. Yeah, yep. 100%. I really do. I mean, I, I do feel bad because <clears throat> people always say too, when they know you've done a business or you've been in the industry for a while, they'll say, well, you know, what, what, what do I need? What, what do I buy? And they go, okay, this is what you need. Like in your world, you need a pressure washer and some kind of idea of chemicals and how they work so that you right. know what you're cleaning, when you're cleaning, how you're cleaning. And they go, well, do I need a website? Well, yes, but you don't need that day one. Oh, well, right. well, do I need, you know, do I need flyers and business cards? And, and should I wrap my truck? And it's like, okay, okay. Yes, you should have all of that. You should be the most in-depth company with the most awesome stuff. But that's not day one. That's Those are wants more than needs. Like, right. I, I think to be a company that's that's legit or to, to, to have size or strength does need all that. Your trucks need to be on point. You need to not look like a dumpster. You got to have equipment that is going to be reliable and backups for your backups. But you don't need that day one. Like you said, too, the LLC and the, well, should I should I end up being bonded and overinsured? What about umbrella policies and all this? Like, okay, well, yes, yes, yes. But how much are you putting in money-wise? You know, the starting is that kind of right. initial part. Paralysis. Paralysis by analysis. That yes. was what I was. That's go. what See, I was trying to figure. Would come back. I didn't yeah. come back. Well, so okay. So the they're listening. They're like, okay, I I I know that it's in me. I know that I want to do something. I'm gonna start. Fine. I'm getting off my butt. I'm going to get the stuff. Where should their like goals be? Like, what do you think that somebody should really be focused on? in that year one, like, I'm not even saying financial. Okay. Here's a dollar amount. I'm saying like, what in that first year will you discover about business? And you should be looking out for that and making those changes to go to that. Yeah. And again, I think it all goes back to, um, knowing, knowing your business through and through knowing your numbers. Uh, and you know, one of the, one of the biggest mistakes that I made early on was, was not being organized. And so I think that your goal for your first year obviously is customer acquisition, right? I think you want to have a diverse, um, customer base. If you're, if you're in the pressure washing world, you know, are you going to be a residential guy? Are you going to be a commercial guy? Are you going to, you know, are you going to do dumpster pads and, and flat work, right? Route work, or, you know, I think, or in the window world, like, are you going to be the residential guy? Are you going to be the route work guy? And, and I don't know enough about the window cleaning world to, to talk intelligently about that. But I think understanding a, the business, your numbers, because if you don't know your numbers, then you can't make smart decisions. And I think that's one of the biggest things early on. And that was one of the mistakes that I made was I wasn't organized. I didn't keep track of all my customers, right? I wish I had all those emails because, you know, this was for years. Everything was on paper, Excel spreadsheets. I was doing Word documents for invoices and, yeah. and it was completely disorganized. But data drives decisions, right? And data is what is going to really separate you from your competition as far as success in your market. And if you can base all of your decisions on real numbers and, you know, 
then then you can actually see how profitable you are. You can see what you need to charge. People getting into it, they they have no clue. They're like, um, how much should I charge? Like, I get that question. <laughs> 30 times a day. How much should I charge for this? How much should I charge for that? It's like, yeah. I can't tell you that. I don't know how much you need to make. I don't know, you know, what your truck payment is or where your market, you know, yeah. what your market is and, and what, what it will bear. Um, so I think, I think understanding who your customer is, I, I would also say, like you kind of said, is kind of niche down, kind of figure out what you're good at, find a void in your market and go after that, right? Like that's, that's one of the biggest things that I never did. I was, I was trying to be all things to everybody. Um, I was trying to, I, I had the mentality that uh, it was volume over price. That yeah. is completely wrong. And I think, um, yeah, so I think those are kind of the key elements uh, to, to have a, a strong foundation for your business in year one, uh, understanding your business, your numbers, understanding your market, what the market will bear as far, as far as pricing. You want to push it as hard as you can um, because there's there's no honor in being poor. Yeah. And that that's the quickest way to uh, losing your business, shutting it down uh, and is, is, is not understanding how to be profitable. Yeah. If you ever want to like, by the way, if you're listening right now and you're new, I'm going to give you a secret. Here is the secret. If you want to ask a new company or you want to be not even in the same mindset as a new company, ask the question to somebody, how much does it cost you to do this job? Not how much does somebody pay you, but how much does it cost you to do that house wash? And I'm telling you when people don't know and they're new, they go, well, you know, SH is cheap. I'm getting it this much. I use five gallons a minute. Yeah, cool. That's about what I'm at. It's like, okay. So if that's what you think, there's the problem because there was cost of acquisition for the customer. There was the truck you drove there. There was the marketing that you did to that. What does your uniform look like? What does your gear look like as far as like, what's your maintenance? What's your, okay, uh, uh, a typical handle or a typical hose will last me one calendrical year. So now I have to take that amount and deduct that down by every day. This is what, like, once you find that out, then you can find out what you're charging and what you're making. Like we always talk gross is for show and net is for no. Like you tell people I made a million bucks. No one ever is like, Hey, I netted this much last year. You know, nobody says that because it's just yeah. not as like sexy of a number, you know, but but that's really what you need to know. Yeah. And, and you nailed it. And, and that's funny is, is, you know, it's just, if, if you look at, if you look at YouTube and you look at, you know, subject or titles of videos, it, it, there, there are, there are things that, that are sexy and it's those big numbers and, yeah. and, you know, how I make a thousand dollars a day every day. Right. I, I and, go and door knock all day. It's like, well, you didn't make any money. You door knock dude, all day and made no money. Your video about door knocking. Awesome. I I have a thing. So this is a new thing, right? So you know how influencers are out there. But, you know, if you're door knocking, there's other more efficient ways to do things. And then when you watch these guys, they're so forceful that, again, like you said, in the very beginning, you were just a customer, got a customer. Cool. Who's the next customer? There is such value in a repeat customer. Your cost of acquisition happens only on the first time. Yeah. If you can get them in repeating, repeating, and repeating, that's how you grow a company. Well, if I go to your door instantly, you don't like me, and right. instantly you're just you're you know you're okay, fine, whatever. You do it. I'm not going to call you again because I had such a bad experience. It's those mindsets. It's the same thing like you said with systems and numbers. And I know that's why you basically invented the software that you did. But that one side of it, if 
just think from the new, you know, we all think that now we know what we know, it'd be so much easier to start over, but I didn't implement software as a system for years. Now you got to take years of content, try to find out what it was, where it was. I didn't have it saved to put it in. Like, what if you started and you said, hey, I have the right software or CRM right away. And now all of a sudden the first job gets put in there. Yeah. Now you got your email follow-ups. You got your, everything is there. It's so much easier to start with that. Again, it's a difference between a wanting to know and what are you investing in it. But if you can do that and be that way or just have the mindset, it just changes running a business instead of just having that job. Right. And and that's, again, I think that's one of the biggest um, stumbling blocks for a lot of people starting off is, is they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go wash houses or I'm going to go clean, wash windows. Right. Well, yes, but, but is that, is that what you're doing? The business, right. Understanding the business, that is the, that is what yeah. you need to really understand. And I, 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 again, it's, it's the action, the service is secondary to uh, everything else, the marketing, the the customer, the customer acquisition, because those are the things that are going to drive. Just because you start a pressure washing business doesn't mean anybody knows that you started a pressure washing business, right? Or anybody cares. Yeah. They don't care. You yeah. have to be the one that is out there screaming to the world that, hey, I started a pressure washing business. And you do that through your marketing. You do that through, you know, word of mouth. You do that through uh, leveraging, you know, your, your yeah. friends and family, all of those things. Um, but the, the key, like you said, you know, and, and to, to, to capture everything, to be organized, to have systems. And these systems, when we say systems, people are like, oh, systems, that sounds like a lot. Well, it's not. And it's not expensive either. You know, like yeah. we, we have a free version of Quote IQ where you can, uh, you know, input all of your customers' information, keep that information forever. Um, you can send estimates, uh, you know, invoices and collect payment all for free, right? Free, free. This is the resource that you need if you're just starting. Um, and, and it's great for window cleaning. It's great for lawn care, pressure washing, anybody that's in the home service industry. And then we, you know, as with anything, you add more value and the price goes up. Yeah, and so we've got, yeah, yeah. And exactly. As your business grows, we've got tiers for you to go. And so I, I get people say like, you know, we've, I'm, I'm a huge uh, advocate of email marketing, um, like to the point where I'm sure it's very, well, I know it's very annoying because people <laughs> get so pissed and they're like, take me off your list. I'm like, dude, you're a grown person and you don't know how to unsubscribe. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't reply. But right. um, so, so we've got different tiers. And like you said, as, as your business grows, as it evolves, then, then you move up. But I send an email out and says, hey, I saw you downloaded uh, Quote IQ. Uh, what do you think so far? And so many people will be like, um, it's too expensive. I'm just starting out. And I'm like, it's $29.99 or yeah. free. That's a dollar a day. You can't afford a dollar a day to invest in, in your future, right? A dollar a day. Don't like you were drinking um, liquid death, right? If you're just starting out, don't drink a liquid death today, right? Yeah. Get some tap water. And, yeah. and, you know, like invest in yourself, invest in your future. That's, this this that's literally it. costs more than, than what it would cost. If I drink one of these a day, I drink more than what it costs to get a software. Right. Like the, the mindset of people between, I, 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 I also really, really dislike when somebody says, uh, hey, I'm just, I'm looking for something small or I, I don't need to do that. I'm little. And it's like, okay, so your brain, your mindset is still little. Like, it doesn't matter the size of your company. Where are you going to be? Like, are you building an empire or are you just doing this thing? Like, sometimes people are like, well, I don't need this or I'll go 
I'll go to Home Depot and I'll I'll, I'll find the uh, pressure washer that's 2.1 gallons a minute that's electric. It's it's all I need to start, and it's like, but you're not even there. It's like it's like having a Honda Accord and going, well, I want to race NASCAR, but I'm just a new driver, and it's like, but you can't. Right. You you need a thing to make a thing. Like yeah. It's it's yeah. But that's the mindset though too, and that's why people fail. Unfortunately, people hate that because when you say, hey you're the reason you failed, then people go, well, yeah, right. Yeah. Or that's easy for you to say. Cause I'm like, I've had people argue me about the cost of rent. So they can't, there's, there's a guy on, and you know, this, and we have a bunch of social media things anyway, but this guy arguing me and he's telling me how I'm lying to everybody about uh, pricing. And he goes, uh, yeah, it's different all over the place. And you know, people, this is a need, they have to do it. And it was that price, you know, versus like I'm the Walmart, I'll do more somehow. Right. And uh, in the same thing as he's telling me that I'm lying and, and um, you know, you can't do this. He literally said he's doing jobs at eight bucks a window, which would be half of anybody else as far as like the um, industry, you know, kind of mid-level. Right. And he still can't sell them. And he thinks that it's a price thing or a flooding thing, not a him thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like that mindset is the difference in a job and a business, really, I think. Oh, no, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, I, I got to catch you this, this big question here. You've done enough businesses to know this and everybody is different. And every single business owner has this answer burned into their brain. But I have to ask you, if somebody's new, they're getting into this, what is the biggest mistake they can make? If you had to narrow it down to one thing that is either a you live or die, here's the thing. What is that biggest mistake for new business owners? Undercharging, undervaluing what you're providing, um, not knowing your worth and not charging accordingly. That is that That was my biggest biggest mistake for years. Yeah. And like I, I said it briefly was in my mind, I was going to, I was going to make up for it in volume. Well, when I started, I had, I had two trailers, a couple employees and I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm just going to make it up. Well, no, you can't. Yeah. I, I did not have a firm understanding of uh, my dog, a firm understanding of uh, my cost structure, what, yeah. it, what it would take. How much is it going to take me to do this job? I, I did not have the right mindset. So I think, I think that is uh, knowing your market, understanding that you need to charge, that this is a business. This, I say it all the time. This is not a nonprofit. I am in this to make money. Everything yeah. that I do, I do because I want to make money. And if, if, if you're afraid to make money, if you're afraid to ask for money, if you're afraid to, to charge what you're worth, then this probably isn't the right business for you. I, I hear people say it all the time. Oh, I just love getting out there and cleaning. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm glad that you enjoy what you're doing, but get paid for your time. Get paid yeah. handsomely for your time. People are calling you because they don't want to do this. Right. And, and if you're targeting the right people, again, this is something else, targeting the right people. I look at how I used to do marketing and it was... Um, I would do a lot of bandit signs and I would target areas that now I would not even waste a $5 bandit sign on because yeah. I know that the leads are not, those neighborhoods are not going to call me. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it, this is, it, this is all thing, things that come with time and, and, and experience, but you can also shortcut all of that and, you know, invest a little bit in yourself and educating yourself on, you know, these things, watching this right now, if you're watching this, you're probably one of the people that 
is going to take something away, right? That's that's the other thing is is people um, consume and consume and consume and they don't implement. So I think you know consume as much as you can, but actually implement because the people that implement are the ones that are going to find the most success as well. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. That if you're too low in the very beginning, you can't go. Okay, well now I figured it out, man. I'm wrong, uh, ma'am. I now need to double your price. No matter if the double the price is the right price from the very get-go, no one's doubling it. It's the jump. So now you just lost all of those customers. There's no repeat. You made no money on the first ones. And there's a big difference between a retail uh, business and a service business. Service business, it's hours. You have eight to 10 hours a day for one, one person that you can do X amount of things. That's it. Yeah. You can't work 25 hours a day. You just can't. You can't even work 24 because you got to sleep, right? So in that time, you have to make the most amount of money per hour. Yes, you can have more people, but they also need to make the most amount of money. Now, in a retail location, I've had people literally say, yeah, uh, I get that you're telling this, but I'm the Walmart, right? I'm going on gross. I'm going to get so much more than everybody else. And it's like, okay, if Walmart wants to open another location and their margins are only, they're only making two to 5%. They're making profit on a location. They can open another one. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, they have 3000 locations. That profit over 3000 locations is great. You're not going to have 3000 people. So you can make a dollar per person. Like that doesn't make sense. So that whole thing is, is really, really hard for people, but we're also not normally our target market, right? If we work with our hands, especially getting into something, I'm the guy that's working with my hands and everything. I'm not hiring somebody to clean my windows. I'm not hiring somebody to pressure wash my house. I'm not hiring somebody to clean my back patio, right? I'm going to do it myself. So when you come into a business and you go, okay, well, I got all this figured out, man, it's going to be a thousand dollars. I wouldn't pay a thousand dollars. That's because you're not your customer. That other person, you're not selling clean concrete. You're not selling no green on the side of the, you're selling your neighbors don't think you're a dirt bag. You're selling like, okay, now I go golfing this weekend. You're selling that whole, okay, I got my mother-in-law coming over and I'm going to impress her. I'm going to feel like uh, awesome because I can keep my house clean, even though it wasn't me. That's what you're selling. People get too lost in this whole like, well, no one's going to have me, you know, wash the dirt off of the XYZ for that. And it's like that you're, you're missing what you're selling. You're selling the experience, the feeling of why they bought what you're you're fixing not the thing you're doing yeah it's hard though it's hard getting into business you know like you said you especially if you're into content there's so much stuff out there that you tend to to look at different things we end up talking more about the like here's a thing of how you do it or how you do this or how you do that but the customer doesn't see that they don't care that you use a hotsy versus a you know, they don't care about that they care about like do you use what you like what tools do your mechanic use? You don't know. I imagine the best thing they possibly can. Right. It, it, and, and I say it all the time, you know, you're paying for the end result. You're not paying for anything else, right? Yeah. I, I, you're not paying for my time because, you know, if, if you've been in the business long enough and you've got good employees or, or you're, you're a master of, of your trade, you are going to be unbelievably efficient. And, and the perception of me that, you know, if I hire somebody to come and say, wash the house and they do it in like, and they charge me 800 bucks. And it takes them an hour. I'm going to be like, what? I just paid $800. And, and, and then and I might go out on my complaint. And the guy would say to me, if it was me, say, um, do, is there anything wrong? Does it look great? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks perfect. 
was like, okay, then that'll be $800. Yeah. But if it took me two days, would you pay me twice as much? No. Right. Exactly. It's like there, it's the, there's some saying about, you know, the, the there was a, a, a mechanical issue and, and the, you know, they brought in like five different mechanics to fix it. And the one guy came in and hit it with a hammer, took him yeah. two minutes and problem was solved. And it's like, and he gave him the bill for like, you know, five grand. And he's like, you're paying for my knowledge, not my time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the, um, the, the thing I used to say when people would go, Oh my gosh, you may, I just, I can't believe they get to, I said, well, you know, my, uh, magic wands in the shop, but once that gets out, I'll be even faster. Right. Uh, literally. So. I love it. Anyway, I I appreciate you being here. I know you're uh, busy in general too. And I love to see you um, kind of over in the window cleaning side of things too with pressure washing. And and we're we're such a a paired service. It's nice to see you over here. Um, But if anybody doesn't know how to get a hold of you again, give me the rundown. How can they see your YouTube? How can they get the free demo? How everything? Yeah, yeah. So YouTube is uh, Mike V, The Prophet. Uh, P-R-O-F-I-T, um, a little uh, play on words, if you will. But again, it all goes back to the profit, right? That's why we are in business. So, you know, check that out. I, I, I would like to think that I, I add some value there. I mean, I teach a lot about marketing, about businesses. I share my experiences, the things that have gone wrong, the things that have been, uh, you know, good. So check that out. I'd appreciate, you know, that any feedback you guys have, leave it in the comment section and maybe I'll reply. Um, in the form of video, because I love to do that. But also, um, we have our resource page, which has got, you know, our how to wash course, if you're interested in learning how to wash the chemicals, you know, the everything that you would need on a residential job site. We've got that over there, my marketing framework. I mean, I've got all my email automations, all my email sequences, we've got everything that you could need in order to kind of hit the ground running, shortcut the learning curve, you know, jump ahead of your competition, because they're not doing this. And uh, that's at pwcourse.com, pwcourse.com. And then of course, quote IQ, if you guys are interested, we're doing 50% off for the first three months on any of the of, of our tiers. Uh, and we've also got a free trial for both Apple and Android. So check that out. Um, you can go to the Apple, the Android store, uh, or Google Play store and do, you know, search quote IQ. And uh, I guess that's really about it, man. Nice, nice. There's a couple things. You, you have your hands in a lot of things. I like it. Yeah. I like it. If you guys don't know too about me, my shameless plug, I'm a rep for windowcleaner.com. So uh, like Mike said, we do all this content. Hopefully if you get value out of it, maybe we get value back from you. And that's one of the ways. Let me be your rep. Let me put your orders in 862-312-2026. It's a cell phone. Um, let me put that in. I would love it. Also, you know, uh, American Window Cleaner Magazine, longest running magazine in absolute history, started in 1986, and it is a paper magazine shipped to your door every single month with, of course, the stickers. Go to awcmag.com, get yourself a subscription. Uh, I own the magazine, so I see everyone that comes in. So if you get a subscription, it is like a virtual high five. So go and do that. And yes, definitely subscribe to everything you can on YouTube. Keep learning, uh, and if you're starting, If this is new to you, if it's intimidating and everything else, the best thing you can do is just start. So until next time, go out there, start your company, but more importantly, be epic.